everybody. Welcome back. You are listening to The Whole Nine on Blaze Radio at blazeradioonline.com. I'm your co-host, Anthony Remedios. Apologies for the late show cancellation last week as I was with my family for Thanksgiving, and I know Sammy was doing the same. But both of us are back here in the studio this week. Sammy, how's it going, man? How was your uh, Thanksgiving and everything? It was good, man, yeah. Definitely a, a good trip back home and ready to ace finals and ace... Uh, and get back home next weekend. It's gonna be a, gonna be a good Christmas, I hope. I mean, what a week, huh? This last time I was home, I couldn't keep my my eyes off of the uh, couldn't keep my eyes off of the Twitter and all that stuff. A bunch of different moves all over the place. We're gonna talk about them all today. Anthony's currently having some headphones trouble, I believe. Um, not quite sure. Can you hear me now? Now I can hear you. All right, there Sorry we go. About that. How's it going there, Sammy? It's good. Like I said, Thanksgiving was good. Um, and now we're back and ready to get the show on the road. I was talking about how it's been a crazy last week and a half. Uh, couldn't keep my eyes off of Twitter, uh, trying to refresh and get the most uh, recent news on who the Giants missed out on. Um, and yeah. Yeah, like you said, the last two weeks have just been eventful, especially, you know, these last... Four or five days uh, in particular. Uh, we're going to try and get into as much as we can over the next hour. Uh, we know there's a lot to unpack, but it's going to be exciting. It's going to be a lot of fun. Um, today's show, like Sammy said, it's going to be dedicated all to free agency. So if you have something you want to share, go ahead and send one of us a text or hit us up on Twitter at the whole 9 asu So without further ado, let's get into it. Before we get into all the new and recent moves, Let's do a brief, brief recap of what has happened before that. In our last episode, we talked about Brandon, Bo- Brandon Belt being the only player to accept a qualifying offer, accepting a one-year, roughly $18 million deal from the Giants. Justin Verlander signed a one-year, $25 million contract with the Houston Astros. Noah Syndergaard will be going to the West Coast with $21 million. $21 million. <laughs> Deal with the Angels and Eduardo Rodriguez, five years, seventy-seven million in Detroit. So now the frenzy, man, Sammy, I'm feeling like this is the NBA over here. There are moves. There have been moves happening left and right since Saturday. Yeah, and but it luck- is now Wednesday. Lucky for the NBA, they don't have to go into silence for the next three months, huh? Exactly. The lockdown Hopefully. has started, people. Hopefully. And speaking of the lockdown, John Heyman of MLB Network recently just tweeted within the last half hour or so that the MLB owners have officially agreed to go on a lockout and unanimously. lock out the players unanimously. unanimously. Yeah. Um, it is unclear when that will start, but it will happen uh, and begin sometime tomorrow. Unclear what time. I'll be interested to see if they delay the uh, the start time at all. To get one last couple moves in, because I was expecting, I think we were both expecting the off season to be nothing until the lockdown ended. But instead, the team decided to sign everybody as fast as possible before the lockdown started, which was why not, which was, which was I was not expecting, right? And it, you can kind of see it too uh, with a lot of the big money teams. I mean, with in free agency, we're talking about the Yankees, Dodgers, Giants, all those huge teams. They kind of stay out of free agency. They've been unsure about what the CBA agreement will be. They're unsure about how much money they're going to be able to spend, and they're not spending money. And really what they need, too. You know, I yeah. think a team like the Giants, after what they did this year and 
who they have coming back to the squad. They did make a couple moves, um, including a couple arbitration deals with like Austin Slater. Yeah. We'll get into some of the other stuff that they've done as well. But, but I think part, that's part of it. You know, teams like that that don't know what they kind of what they're going after and just kind mm-hmm. of feeling feeling things out. What's crazy well. to me is that L.A. and the Yankees haven't spent yet. They were two of the biggest people in the offseason coming into the offseason. Well, and they're just buy. two of the biggest market teams yeah. in the sport. Yeah, just in general. They have the most money. They usually spend the most money, and they've done nothing, like except for the Dodgers earlier today. But the Yankees have done pretty much nothing. They haven't even tried to trade it for anyone. Um, their biggest acquisition was a shortstop and the best short, what arguably is the best shortstops off the board and who we thought was going to be their target in the Yankees and Corey Seager. So, I mean, who knows what happens in the next three months. No negotiating. The worst part about this for me is that players who need, like, treatment who are following their medical treatment from their from the teams can't get it. Like, they can't even send their medical um, practices. They can't send their doctors. They can't send their diets. They can't send anything. It's all locked out. You can only you can only do your own stuff, right? Sure, right. the players can get together and go play stuff, but I mean, communication between yeah. the players and the teams um, is base is non-existent. You can't have any of that. Players yeah. can't even talk to teams. Um, and even something I learned today um, and earlier this week, one of my one of my professors here at Cronkite um, is very, is a staff editor for MLB at the Athletic, and she was also pointing out that media staff. You know, media relations people can't even connect players to people for sources. So let's say you're a reporter. You're trying to do a story on XYZ. Unless you have that player's direct, you know, way of, you know, direct contact information, you're not getting that. You're not getting that interview. Yeah. I mean, it's tough. A lot of things just stop. And now my favorite sport's on hold for the next two and a half months when it was just getting good again. You know what I mean? We had that one or two week break after the World Series ended and now free agency hits and it was just a frenzy. We'll kind of get into that now. And you you were talking about, you know, how both of us were surprised going into the, you know, that thought going into this that it was going to be very slow. People were going to wait. I think, and we've seen a lot of signings. And I think part of that there's a couple things behind it. I think what it shows is confidence in teams and players. But from a player's perspective, and they were talk, uh, the guys uh, were talking about this on MLB Tonight earlier this afternoon, is that it provides financial stability for younger players who don't ha- necessarily have that built up yet. That signing these deals now gives them something. And they know, hey, I got some sort of income. I got job, job security in saying that everything plays out. Yeah, so exactly. I think that's a really important thing to remember too, you know, and that's why we've seen a lot of these younger guys signing because don't know what the CBA is going to hold. Exactly. I mean, if I'm a player, I'm getting my contract signed as soon as possible for me because I have no idea what's coming next, and I want, I I want my money now, right? I want my money guaranteed for the next season. If I'm a if I'm a team, I don't want to sign anybody. Without, I mean, I guess I was wrong, but. I don't know what my roster will look like. I don't know what my money will look like. I don't know what anything will look like. And people just said to hell with it and signed everybody. So, so many different signings. We can get get started. I mean, I'm yeah. ready to jump into them. Let's get into it. Uh, the biggest surprise of this free agency has been the AL West. Really trying to be competitive like their NL counterpart. We're seeing teams... Uh, Seattle Mariners and Texas and the Texas Rangers really going after it and really making some big moves. 
So let's start with the Texas Rangers. Uh, what the heck are they doing? Yeah. I have been trying to figure that out. They're trying to compete. For I mean... the last, I've been trying to figure that out for the last five days. Yeah. They traded away Joey Gallo at the trade deadline, and now they're going out here spending all this money. They have committed over half half a billion dollars in the span of about 36 hours. Yeah, I mean, that's that's just crazy to think about. But to me, uh, before we get to the specific of the Rangers, I want to touch on how Seattle and Texas, the two teams who are active, are usually the bottom feeders of the AL West, right? Yeah. You think the two teams at the top, you think Houston and Oakland, and you think Angels in third all the time doing going 81 and 81, and then you have Seattle and Texas, right? But they Seattle's like, no, we're going to compete. We had a great end of the season last year. Let's roll off that. And then Texas is just like, we're done with being uncompetitive. We have a lot of money to blow. We have a whole new stadium to get sell tickets in. I mean, if, if you're going to compete, I know the moves don't make total sense in what they did previous, but, I mean, if you had a chance to sign Marcus Simeon and Corey Seager to make the best middle infield in baseball, you're going to do it. I mean, that's what I do. Yeah, and they're – their farms. I was texting my buddy Ari the other day as well. And, you know, their farm system's not bad either. They, it's not the best farm system in baseball, but it, it's there. Yeah, you can't suck for that long and not have a good farm system. That's just the way I look at it. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, what, what, what's the bigger signing to you, Seager or Simeon? Hmm. I'm gonna go Seager, and that, and let's. Put aside the fact that that was a bigger, a longer deal, ten years, three twenty-five million, compared with seven years, one hundred seventy-five million, but also the fact that, look, it's another big player, big name guy, staple of the NL West, leaving that division. Corey Seager's been with the D- Dodgers for at least seven years now, six or seven years, something like that. When rookie of the year, twenty fifteen, I want to say something like that. Yeah, so you have somebody like that, you know, big franchise name like that. So, um, yeah, I'm going to go with Seager. Um, I think he's also going to have the bigger impact. Mm -hmm. I mean, I think he's the better player. That's why I got a better contract. But to me, what I thought was the bigger move personally was the Simeon signing because it kind of was like, Okay, Texas, you're you're doing something. It was the you're start. Here. It yeah. was the start too. Uh, everyone I, I thought Texas was gonna sign guys like Verlander and Kershaw this offseason to kind of just put put butts in seats and have the last two years of these guys' careers and have a mediocre seasons and blah blah blah, right? Mm-hmm. But now they're signing Simeon, which was just like whoa, because I thought Simeon would want to go to a f- and before they before they signed Seager, Simeon signed me makes no sense, right? Because mm-hmm. Simeon was like, why? Get your Yeah, you can get your money, but you can get your money somewhere you could win games. You know what I mean? Like, you don't have to get your money in a place that's going to stink. You know, mm-hmm. you could have gotten your money from the Blue Jays again. You could have gotten money from the Giants. You could have gotten money from the Yankees or Pete's. You could have money from anywhere. But you went to the, the Rangers, really? That's what mm-hmm. I was shocked by. But then you follow it up. They're probably saying, Simeon, we're going to, Marcus, we're going to sign Corey over here. We're convinced we're going to get this guy. And 24 hours later, they did. And there we go. Uh, best infield in baseball. Mm-hmm. So it's just props to them. You know, Go out and get your money. Go out and get your players. A lot of teams are hesitant with buying players nowadays. But, hey, sign to long-term contracts and deal with the deal with the um, mm-hmm. consequences later. You know, I thought Giants had a good chance at getting Simeon there. Yeah, so did That I. he was going to fit in really well at second base he, there. He would have. Keep him in the know. West Coast. Keep him in his hometown. 
That's what I thought too. But I mean, props to him for going and get money. Maybe the Giants offered him just a a seven year contract for the Giants right now doesn't seem too too uh, likely. Yeah, but I was texting anyone. my I was texting my dad and he was like, Giants don't want yeah to be locked up in these deals for a while. Yeah, that's why they don't get the like the the five year deals. Like the, that Ray and Gosman signed, they were shying away from those, mm-hmm. so that's why they didn't get him. I mean, these but, were um, the two biggest contracts we've seen so far this for, this free agency. Simeon and Seager. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they have been. Yeah. Did Baez beat Simeon or no? I don't think so. Baez did not. Okay. But yeah, two biggest I contracts. Don't think. Um. Yeah, I don't think he's. I don't think so. But yeah, I mean, I think he was six years. He was six years, one forty. So yeah, he did not beat out Simeon. Um. Yeah, I'm. I'm. And then they got John Gray, you know. So adding a the Coors guy, you know what I mean? Kind of mm-hmm. like the. Who knows what he does? Because he's been pitching at Coors his entire life. His ERA is inflated. The runs he gives up are inflated. You know. I mean, it'll be interesting to see once he goes to a park that isn't the worst pitcher park in the world, mm-hmm. how effective he'll be. Yeah. And then they also added Cole Hel- Cole Calhoun in the outfield. For one year, about just over $5 million. That kind of replaces Gallo in a way, a little bit. Mm-hmm. Just a little bit. Not as good. A worse Gallo. But, you know, you, you got him there. I, I'd be interested to see if they're kicking themselves from trading Gallo. Because, like, with Gallo there, you have But at two, the same three, time, four. Gallo cleared up contract space. Cleared up payroll. How, I mean, yeah. Yeah, that's true. I mean, So, in, a way, in a way, it may actually kind of work in its favor. If they can go get Kershaw... That's pretty that's serious. Dodgers, that's Dodgers fans' biggest fear. Yeah. We, you and I both know Dodger fans. I'm sure we've talked to Do- said Dodger fans mm-hmm. over the last three days. Yeah. And they're they're like, oh, we better get Kershaw. Especially after losing Scherzer, too. I mean, no one expected them to lose Scherzer. I didn't think they were going to lose Scherzer. But... I'm surprised Scherzer went all the way back to the East Coast, considering yeah. the West Coast was his main thing at the trade deadline. Mm-hmm. Yeah, interesting. Um so you want you want to move to that Scherzer move? Yeah, let's talk. Oh, about we have, didn't talk about the, the Mariners. Mariners got to get into them. Big moves for them. Uh, signed the AL Cy Young Award winner Robbie Ray. Huge move, like five years, one twenty. Um, five years, one fifteen, and he has an opt out after the third year, which would be the twenty four twenty five off season. He has the opt out. Is that a player opt out or a team opt out? I believe it's a player opt out. I mean, yeah, that's a perfect contract if I'm Robbie Ray. You know, I get my one hundred twenty million, and if this if this year was a fluke. I can opt in to my team and take my 120 million. You know, mm-hmm. um, if it's not, then in the next two years are better than the last. Then I can go get more money. You yeah. know what I mean? Um, but great contract for him. Solid, very, very good pitcher for the the Mariners who are losing Kikuchi, even though he didn't have a great off season. Didn't have a great second half last year, but they're losing Kikuchi. They're getting back Robbie Ray. Lots and lots of young talent in Seattle. Um, didn't they sign? They traded for Adam Frazier they from did. the Padres. That's a great ad. Just solid leadoff hitter um, for your to protect your young talent. They got Julio Rodriguez and Jared uh, Kelnick coming up. Um, they're going to be solid. There's a lot of really, really good future pieces for the, the Rays, and they could probably – if they can, they almost snuck into the wild card this year. I wouldn't be surprised if they did. The next main year. question now is: Do they go after Kyle Seager and try and re-sign him, or, do or you let Chris him walk? Bryant? That's what I'm. Chris Bryant's market is heating up, and if, there are just so many rumors there. If if I'm the Mariners, I am targeting Chris Bryant so hard right now. Speaking of Chris Bryant, did you see the fact that the Rockies are reportedly in on him? Yeah, I mean, I, I guess I so. Don't, I don't. Know. I do not understand that at all. 
But if yeah. I'm the Rockies, look, you you have in the last five year five to seven years, they have traded away their core of that team. Arenado, Tulowitzki. I'm forgetting who else is even on that who is even part of that core right now. But they traded away that core. They still have Trevor Story. Not for I mean, if I'm the Rockies, have, you they don't have now. If I'm the Rockies, rebuild, just re- rebuild from the bottom up. Yeah, it, I mean, it's that time. It, it could be, but I mean, I like. Yeah, I guess, but I, the the main reason I don't see the Rockies competing is not because they they suck. They can always win games at home. You know what I mean? You have a solid place to win games at home, but you you have three of the best teams in baseball ahead of you. Like it's like, what are you gonna do about that? You know what I mean? And the NL East just loaded up. You ha- you don't really have a spot for competing right now. And I'm always of the opinion that um, if you're not in, you're out. You know what I mean? Like if you're out, you're out. Because mm-hmm. if you're the worse you are, the better draft pick you get. You know what I mean? That's how I've always approached like especially sports like football. You know what I mean? With the mm-hmm. same draft every year, really good first round pick. If I I. The the nightmare to me is going eight and eight, miss the playoffs. Like that is absolutely the worst possible thing that could happen. I don't want to. I don't want to be had the thirteenth overall pick like the Niners did last year. Nightmare mm-hmm. situation. You know what I mean? Like, if I'm gonna lose, I'm gonna suck. If I'm gonna win, I'm gonna make the playoffs. Like that's how I approach football. Yeah. But as opposed to baseball, it's a little bit different because they have the amateur draft, which is really difficult to nail down picks on. So. Well, the interesting. It's funny. It's interesting you bring up the draft. Because that's been one of the discussions in the CBA negotiations. Players, um, actually the team, the MLB. So just a little bit of context on some of these proposals. I was, again, watching MLB tonight, earlier this afternoon, trying to piece all this together. The MLB, um, I've talked earlier about, actually no, the MLB uh, wants to increase the competitive balance threshold a little bit, not as much as the players. Um, but they do want to raise that luxury tax. And they've also talked about uh, reforming the compensation pick, basically getting rid of that. And they floated around the idea of a draft pick lottery, um, similar to what the NBA does. On the player's side, their big argument has been revenue, uh, has been revenue sharing differences and short decreasing moving up free agency and arbitration years to before before six years for free agency or by a default age, whichever comes first, and making arbitration after two years based on analytical stats instead of three. So, um, the, But the draft pick lottery. I what, hate it. What's your idea of it? It's already a crapshoot. I like more of a crapshoot. Interesting. That's I don't like that at all. I haven't really had a chance to think about it much, but... It's something that we'll be paying attention to. Yeah, but I, I said we get back to free agency real quick. Um, if we have time at the end of the show, we'll talk about all the CBA yeah. negotiations at the end and what, what people want what people need. But I think the AL West, we kind of covered that pretty well. Robbie Ray and Adam Fraser to the Mariners. Um, and obviously the, the, the Rangers loaded up on the best short. Well, could you, you could say he's the best shortstop in baseball. I'd say he's top f- three or five, um, depending on what you, what you know. But um, – what you think, but Simeon is by far the best second baseman in baseball. Um, and I think moving on to the team that made the second biggest splash in free agency would be, to me, the New York Mets. I would they, say so. Yeah, they get the they, 
They rip. They make Oakland West, Oakland East. They get Mark Canna and Starling Marte. Sorry, Oakland fans. I feel so bad for you right now. It's got to be so bad. It's got to be tough. Um, but they make Oakland East, and they get the I'd say the best leadoff hitter in baseball, Starling Marte, um, and a solid outfielder, Mark Canna. And then follow it up with um, Eduardo Escobar, switch hitting, switch hitting infielder. I mean, that's great. Um, and then followed up with the biggest signing so far, an average, uh, average um, annual value, whatever it's called, whatever the AAV is, um, for Max Scherzer. 43, $43 million. $43 million average. a year. That's, that's just, a record, by the way. Yeah, broke Bauer's record from last year. Um, also broke who that who had broken uh, Piper and Machado. Yeah, so you can see now the deal makes sense to me, right? Scherzer is old. It brings him into his age 40 season. Um, last contract for him for sure, I think. Uh, he was so good last year that he made he deserved the high average value. Like, it's $130 million isn't a lot in the context of total contract, but that, 40, that $43 million for the Mets is going to hurt the next couple of years if he doesn't pitch well. And they formed the best one-two punch in baseball. I do not want to face the Mets in the playoffs. No. That's just me. No, sir. But I'm going to say this for, for the laughs here. Watch them make these moves and still miss the playoffs. I only see that, that if they that get hurt. That would be a Mets thing to do. If they get hurt, then yeah. But, I mean, DeGrom and Scherzer, are you kidding me? Those are the two best pitchers in baseball. It's ridiculous. It's so unfair. If they can stay healthy, that is. Yeah. I would. That's crazy to me. I haven't, I haven't had time to think about it with the amount of moves that have happened. But... Scherzer and DeGrom. Oh, my gosh. Imagine if you're the Giants and you got Logan Webb and Anthony Scalfani against that right now. No thank you. Are you kidding me? And if the Dodgers, if you got, I mean, Walker Buehler and Julio Urias doesn't even match up with that. Are you kidding me? That's just insane. No yeah. no better one-two punch in baseball right now. And I don't think it's particularly close. Um, so, yeah, props to the Mets. Steve Cohen going out and get his money, get, uses his money to go get his players. Um but again, they did this last season, going to get Lindor. So if it doesn't doesn't work, then Lowell Mets has gone to a whole new level. Um, and I I hope it works. I want to see the Mets succeed. I want to see them take the NLEs. But that's the thing to me, right? Mm-hmm. Is the Braves are reloading, right? They won the World Series, and now they're going to get Acuna back. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. They're reloading, and they're aiming to win the World Series again. So if I'm the Giants, the wild card has got so much harder. <laughs> you know, what? if it's just. It's insane. In the current format, that is. Yeah, I mean that's another to- topic for discussion next year um, for the CBA. But the NL East is loaded. The Braves are really good. Uh, if they get Freeman back, which maybe don't might not happen, not for sure anymore. Um, and if they in the Mets, right there, it's just going to be an all-out NL East battle. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you think about the Scherzer signing? Great signing for the for the Mets. Um, like you said, Steve Cohen actually going out and spending his money. We saw last year that they that he was ready to do that, throwing that money at Bauer, throwing that money at some of the other big free agents that we saw last year. Um, so it shouldn't be a shock to anybody. What I will say about Steve Cohn is it's a good thing that the Steve and Matt situation didn't blow up more to end up hurting him. Yeah. Um, I'm never. I never even had a chance to read deeply into that because there was so much else happening. Mm-hmm. The Cardinals did sign Steven Matz, by the way. Yeah. Four years, $44 million. It's a long contract for Steven Matz. Cohen called out Matz's agent on Twitter, went on one of his typical Twitter t- rants. Don't really know what that was all about, to be honest. But it's a good thing that that didn't come back and backfire on him. Exactly. I'm, I'm glad 
for the Mets. And Mets you know, fans. If, if you're a Mets fan and it did backfire, oh, now you're pissed at your owner, who everybody wanted, because you're the guy that has the money. Yeah, exactly. Um, and kind of quietly, also in the NLEs, before we get real, real into it, the Marlins making some additions. Uh, add Avisil Garcia. He's an outfielder and re-signed Sandy Alcantara to four-year, mid-$50 million deals for both of them. And they make a quiet trade to acquire Jacob Stallings, quiet catcher from last year, won the gold glove, you know, solid, solid piece for them. Um, and just to see what they can do with them, you know. I mean, they could challenge a little bit, um, the Marlins, you know, see what they can do. Uh, it'll be interesting in the NL East there. Don't think they're going to pursue a lot, but um, definitely interesting signing to them. But for me... What I mean, if I'm the Toronto Blue Jays right now, I think I'm sitting pretty. I haven't lost anything effectively. Uh, I lost the AL Cy Young Award winner, but I added Kevin Gosman, you know, and and I added. I guess I lost Marcus Simeon, which is pretty brutal. Um, but you can you have a good enough infield to sustain that, and then obviously extending Jose Barrios was huge for them. Have a mm-hmm. solid one-two punch in Jose Barrios and Kevin Gosman, one A, one B. We'll see how that plays out. Um, and tough loss for the Giants for Gosman, but yeah, I'm glad the Blue Jays got that figured out. Um, and I, I'm ready for them to win the AL East. I'm ready for it. Bring me yeah. AL East champion Toronto Blue Jays. I made a hot take on uh, you, you know Austin Scott, right? Yeah. So he had put out a tweet yesterday. He's starting. He's doing this pilot. He was doing this pilot uh, for his new specialty show that he's applying for, um, which is basically like the hit him and a couple couple other guys reacting to hot sports takes. So he's like, "Hey, anybody have a hot sports take out there?" And I go, "Blue Jays to the World Series 2021." 2022. 22. Yeah. Sorry. So I'm like, I, "Blue Jays to the World Series." I don't even think that's hot. I, I I'm picking them next year. I to be totally honest with you. The teams ahead of them got weaker. It's the toughest they division. That, that is, had shown this year to be the toughest division in baseball. Yeah, it has been. But I think I think they get stronger with the, – the more experience they get, the better they're going to be. Yeah. You know, I mean, a lot of their players are 20, 28 and younger, stuff like that. The more experience they get, the definitely the better they'll be. And I'm ready for them to kind of just fully – emerge this year they had what should have been the mvp if Shohei Otani didn't have the best season ever um and, biggio and biggio can fill in for simeon right there george springer second yeah george i can't forget about george springer i mean this team has got veteran it's leadership he's on the astros that's why <clears throat> he's got they got veteran leadership they got solid young core they got great a solid pitching staff with i mean you got um gosman now you have jose barrios you have ryu is there still I mean, a lot of those guys can just it's a young come team. And start and they're it, ready to go. Yeah, you know what these, this Blue Jays team reminds me of? This they remind me of the Braves about three, four, five years ago, mm-hmm. right when Acuna was coming up and one of the hottest prospects in Ozzie baseball. Albies. Yeah, um, right up there. And we do have breaking news here. We do. I'm gonna pause for a quick second here. Outfielder Hunter Renfro has been traded to the from the Red Sox to the Milwaukee Brewers, according to Jeff Passan. Oh, that's pretty good for them. But why for why trade if you're the Red Sox? So It'd be interesting what they see they got back. But yeah. I mean that's a that's a pretty pretty interesting deal. Um, well, well, we may be able to break that down more once we get more. But yeah. anyways, yes, this Blue Jays team reminds me of kind of how the Braves were right when Acuna and those guys were coming up. That it's a young team that's putting themselves up and. T- in position for success. Exactly. I'm excited. I, they're probably the AL team I'll be for the most next year, just to see. I want to see Vladdy get go out there and do some good stuff. 
um, mash baseballs like he's used to. Um, but yeah, I think it's gonna be interesting. With, Definitely a fun offseason. With so the Gosman deal, that came Sunday. Mm-hmm. Uh, so short, shortly before the Robbie Ray deal, the fact that he made one, that he was getting five years, one ten, that's kind of what set the the standard for Robbie Ray to get a little bit more. I'm actually surprised Ray didn't get a little bit more considering he wants I am. Yeah, but I think they're very they're pretty much the same player, right? You had their best years this year, after a lot of crappy years before that, not great, you know. Um but definitely their best years. Two of the best pitchers in baseball this year, you get um similar contracts, you know. I'll be and then the Marcus Stroman deal we'll talk about a little bit later, a little bit shorter, but way less money. It's just it was which was weird. Um He then, got less money but for bigger value, three years, mm-hmm. seventy one million, I think it was. Something like that. But um yeah, the Scherzer deal is an outlier. We're gonna ignore the Scherzer deal for now. I guess he got more money for two less years, huh? That's kinda crazy. <laughs> um but yeah, so interesting, interesting deal for Gosman. And where do you think that we could talk about the a little bit about the NLS now? I think that'll be interesting mm-hmm. for me and you because the two teams who have kind of been on the short end of the stick a lot of this is the Dodgers and the Giants. Giants, in a very similar situation to the Dodgers, is you lose two. They both lost probably their best position player, arguably in um, in Seager and Posey, and then they lost their best pitcher, arguably in Scherzer and uh, Gosman. So, if I'm the Dodgers, I look. You're set up better because you have more all-stars. You're just better set up in general. The Giants need to go get someone. If that's a trade, if that's Carlos Rodon, maybe him. Um, but they need to get someone to back up Logan Webb or maybe take the ace off agree. Logan Webb. Um, so remember this. The Giants did re-sign Disclafani for three years, $36 million. Um, signed Alex Wood for like two years, twenty five, and then somewhere around there, and then they also signed Alex, Alex Cobb. Cobb. Two years, he's a perfect five. I like him as a five, but not as a four. They need to get trade for someone. They need to go. I've get been thinking Rodon. the same thing. Um, the, but yeah, like I said in the earlier in the show, I think with the Giants, yes, they have the money to spend. They want to spend the money. Mm-hmm. It's a matter of how long do they want to commit this money for. But also, they have a very strong farm system. That is pretty close to coming up. Mm-hmm. If What's weird about this to me is that if I'm not getting pitching, I'm blowing my money on position players. They, they haven't done that yet. I want to. You know s- what I mean? I believe I heard they're strong in the Cassiano sweepstake. Yeah, they're that, rumored yeah. for some of these guys that are still on the board. But if I was going to be the Giants, I'd get. I would have got Simeon and Cassiano, so I'd be totally fine with that. But I, they didn't. And then if I'm the Dodgers, Corey Seager was expected. But now your rotation looks pretty shaky. Who knows what Dustin May is like when he comes back? Who knows what's going on with Trevor Bauer? Um, if you have to pay him still, that's brutal. Um, and then they did re-sign Chris Taylor though, four years, yeah. sixty million dollars utility man. Especially if Gavin Lux is end up playing great second base, he could fill in there. Put put Taylor at short. I think mm-hmm. is what they're gonna. Oh, you have Trey Turner. Trey, oh, Trey Turner's gonna play short. Well, Turner's a free agent though. I thought oh, Trey Turner. Trey Turner's a free agent next year. Oh, it's yeah. next year. Mm-hmm. My bad. Which I hope they resign them if I'm the Dodgers. If you lose Seager and Turner back-to-back years, oof, that's got to be brutal. Um, but, you know, definitely a, oh interesting spot for these NLS teams. Um, I mean, and then the Padres, not big, but they lost Adam Frazier. I mean, that's voluntarily. Um, so we'll see what moves they make. The Padres could get pitching too, uh, but they didn't. NLS strikes out on the pitching. Uh, D-backs uh, did make a move today that was a little bit confusing, signing uh, former Giant. Mark Melanson for two years, about twenty million dollars. I mean, I mean, who cares? You know, I mean, like it's the D backs. 
Uh, sorry, it's, sorry. No they're going to be in the base. Oh, don't worry. I said in class today when that move happened that they were going to be in the basement for a few years. So mm-hmm. it turns out Jackie Bradley Jr. is going back to the Red Sox in that trade that I just oh, mentioned like three minutes ago. That's a really interesting move. Okay, well, so, um, what else have we missed so far? Probably the biggest news of the day, right? Stroman. Uh, Let's talk about Stroman. Yeah, Stroman. Stroman uh, Marcus Stroman signs a uh, a four-year, three-year deal uh, with the um, with the Cubs, which is kind of just an interesting move in uh, in general. Um, Marcus Stroman signs a four, three-year, seventy-one million dollar deal. Announced it himself today at like five o'clock. Uh, said Chicago, let's go. You know what I mean? I think that's really cool. I I, uh, I like the way that he did mm-hmm. that. He was the one to break it. And yeah. I I first saw it because passing retweeted. He goes, well, that seems official enough. <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's a good enough source right there. Um, I think baseball players should do that more. You know, I, if if the <laughs> If the journalists weren't just so good at their jobs, you know what I mean? If they don't have all those sources. Mm-hmm. Um, but congrats to uh, Mark Stroman for getting uh, his money. Um, kind of on a prove it deal a little bit. Um, he, he's not worth than usual. that much. I, people were, I, I somebody like. was trying to tell me earlier in the week that they were like, hey, Giants should maybe try and go after Stroman. I'm like, mm, I don't know how. I'm like, mm, I don't feel conf- I don't feel great about that. You didn't? I mean, I I I would have loved to have Mark Stroman on this team right now. I, I don't know. I feel like he's in, he's inconsistent. I there, there's something about him that just doesn't. That something I'm not like. There's something I'm not liking about that. I I I love Mark Stroman. I love his energy that he brings. He's been quietly really good. Um, I would have loved him in orange and black. Um, just because we need starting pitching, and he's probably I'd say third best on the market. Um, so at this point. No, I say third best. No, I'd say third best on the market coming into the offseason. I'll go Scherzer, uh, Ray, Stroman. That's what I would have done. Um, but I mean, that's just my pers- That's just my opinion. Um, mm-hmm. The interesting thing about Stroman is that Wrigley Field is the only big league stadium he has not pitched for. He's not pitched at in his in his big league career. Well, I hope he likes pitching there because he's going to be pitching there a lot. Yeah. <laughs> So um, and since his debut in 2014, he has not pitched at Wrigley Field. That's interesting. I mean, it's just yeah, it's gonna be um an interesting one for them. But as part of his announcement today, he also said uh, on Twitter, Chicago has always been one of my favorite cities. Culture and passion everywhere. Beyond excited to pitch in front of one of the best fan bases in all of sports. Thank you to everyone in the city for the warm welcome. I can feel it. Let's get to work. What do you think about this signing from the Cubs' point of view? I mean, they need somebody Brian. to back up Kyle <clears throat> Hendricks. You, I was gonna say this is the race now. I say Kyle Hendricks is a two. He throws eighty-eight miles an hour. I know he gets guys out, but come on, that's not how this game works anymore. Um, he, but I'd say Stroman's the race for sure. Um, and I don't know if uh, I, I just confused by it in general. What, um, Kevin, um, Matt. Kevin, Mal- the the uh, Malater. Mm-hmm. yeah, I don't I don't know how to say his last name, but he was um he's in my sociology class and he's on heat check with a uh, early the show before us that got canceled, but um he's like he told me in my sociology class today, hey, throw me to the Cubs, looking like it's gonna happen. I'm like, Psh, you're crazy. Why? <laughs> Why? It made it made no sense to me at the time. Doesn't make a lot of sense to me now for either side. If I'm Strowman, not being able to k- compete a lot in my lifetime, um. I'm going to a I'm going to a competitor to get to go try to win World Series, and the Cubs are not ready to win World Series right now. They're three or four years away, and by the time his contract's over, he's going to be out of there. 
You know what I mean? It's just yeah. it's a confusing move. I'm trying to win. Um, unless they told him something that they're gonna go get more, I I don't know. Um, I I just can't see it happening. Uh, hopefully, I'm, every take I've had this year has been wrong. So I mean, <laughs> we'll see. Um, we'll see if I'm proved wrong once again. Um, and it'll be interesting to see how Sh- Strumman fits in with the Cubs and how the Cubs do in the NL Central. A very okay NL Central, kind of just there. Uh, a lot of teams, the Brewers are good, but they weren't as good as we thought they were. Um, and, and the Cardinals are pretty solid. But, yeah. An interesting we'll thing about Stroman, he has the second highest ground ball percentage since 2014 at 58%. That's two, really good. Two behind Dallas Keiko at 60. I mean, I would, if I'm ground balls and then right behind strikeouts, right? They're the easiest plays behind. But fly balls are dangerous now because fly balls get um, turned into home runs nowadays. Yeah. But if you can get balls on the ground, that's what that's why Logan Webb is so good. And, I mean... Yeah, I'd, I'd, I like guys to get balls on the ground, especially if you have a good, solid defense behind you, which they don't really. Um, I it, I don't know. It makes no sense for the Cubs. I just don't know. I'm confused. Um, mm-hmm. So we'll see how that goes. Um, I want to spend some time talking about the Marlins. The Marlins have made some moves. They, I'm scrolling through my notes here. They, first of all, they added Avisail Garcia for four years, $53 million. Pitcher Sandy Alcantara, four years, $56 million. They traded for Gold Glove catcher Jacob Stallings from the Pirates in exchange for pitcher Zach Thompson and prospects Kyle Nicholas and Connor Scott. And they also, I just had something else, they also acquired Joey Wendell from the Rays in exchange for Cameron Cameron Meisner. Mm-hmm. Kind of just uh, some rebuilding moves. I kind of talked about this earlier when I think you were fixing your headphones a little bit. But um, I kind of talked about it a little bit earlier how uh, just kind of some moves, see what happens, you know. If they succeed, they succeed. If they don't, not a lot of hurt here. They can trade them away again if they need to. Um, kind of just to see if they can get get some wins going. Start the, the, I feel like they've been in rebuild for a while now, trying to see if this this rebuild can end. You know what I mean? Sneaky competitive team. They made the playoffs a couple years ago out of nowhere uh, for COVID season. Um, but, yeah, I mean, hopefully they uh, hopefully succeed. I like seeing the Marlins be good. I love that stadium. Um and I've I've just been devastated for them ever since Jose Fernandez passed away, and they kind of yeah. blew it all up. You know what I mean? I just unfortunately I want to see them succeed after um after that because it's just devastating because they they were set for greatness. The Marlins were they had a mm-hmm. solid core, and then uh, Jose Fernandez tragically passed away, and kind of just all went to went to hell. So hopefully they can hopefully they can uh, move on and start start getting some wins going. Mm-hmm. Um, since and, we're talking about actually, wait, never mind. Never I mean, mind. have we missed any huge moves? I, I don't think so. I'm just um, trying to think of the biggest ones. A lot ones. of the other stuff, I believe, is small. Mm-hmm. Brave signed Kirby Yates. It's pretty big. Good, good. Their bullpen's already great. That's a good move. Two uh, years, uh, about mm-hmm. eight, little over eight, eight and a qu- about eight and a quarter million. For me, the craziest move bullpen wise this offseason so far has been Kendall Graveman to the White Sox. Yes. I mean that that bullpen is ridiculous. Are you kidding me? You have not only do you have Craig Kimball and Liam Hendricks, you're gonna add. What you could say was the third best reliever last year, behind those two, it's just it's insane. I mean I was, that that bullpen's stacked. Now here's the thing, Kendall Graveman he did struggle more the second half of the season um, in Houston than he did in the first half in Seattle, but still, it's still as a whole yeah, on the there. season, yeah. as a whole on the season, he had a five and one record, a one seventy seven ERA, a two forty one ERA plus. Mind the average you, is 100. The average is 100. So that means he was 141 points above the average as a reliever. 
In 53 games, he had 10 saves and 56 innings pitched, 61 strikeouts, a 319 FIP, and a 982 WHIP. So, very, very big pickup for the White Sox. Three years, 24 million. Yeah, it's definitely. Um, I like to see that. Uh, eight, eight million. Wow, Mark Melanson got more average per year than Kevin McGraven. What, what are the Diamondbacks doing? Um, that's just a weird signing. Even okay. weirder now. Um, but you want to move into like the who's remaining? Oh we... no, 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 no! Hold on. There are two moves I'm surprised we have not talked about yet. The first of which, how have we not talked about Wander Franco getting oh, yes. fleeced by the Rays? I just saw that on our notes, and I'm mm-hmm. like, how have we not talked about this yet? I mean, I wouldn't say fleece. That's kind of been the standard for. I mean, that was the. It's way better than the Acuna and Albies contract. That's for oh, sure. Oh, absolutely. I mean, and Acuna was eight years, a hundred million. Yeah. So good for good for the Rays. I mean, the Rays finally spent some money. Props mm-hmm. to them. You know, uh, probably not going to spend any more money for the rest of the next, the rest of the ten years of that contract. But I mean, they got they got their guy. Juan Franco looked legit. I think he's going to be legit. Probably the best shortstop in baseball in two or three years. Um, if Tatis, unless Tatis slows down, I mean, we'll see. Uh, definitely an interesting, interesting signing, an interesting extension. I'm glad, I'm glad they uh, got the money for him. Um, and I'm excited to see what he turns into. I, I really, a switch hitting shortstop that can play great defense and can mash. Oh, that's so much fun to watch. There was something I saw on Twitter over Thanksgiving, and it was something along the lines of the fact that. Acuna's contract was—I think it was Acuna's contract was eight years, a hundred million. Uh, Tatis was fourteen years. Wander Franco was four, was twelve, but the Mets will still be paying Bobby Vanilla, Bobby Vanilla after all those contracts have expired. You gotta love it. Gotta love the Mets. But hey, now they're making up for it by signing all these players. Hopefully, they just don't make it for the next forty years or pay them. But seriously though, with Wander Franco, that was it from the Rays' perspective—an incredible deal. It uh, the fact that you're getting a franchise player, somebody who has very big potential, rookie of the year finalist. He's only 20 years old, which is crazy to think about. The fact that he's only a year older than I am. Uh, the deal is guaranteed 185 million dollars, with the potential to be up to 223 million dollars if he just does what he's supposed to do. That's and crazy. keep in mind, he was not under the old CBA. He was not set. To become arbitration eligible till 2024, and wasn't set to be a free agent till 2027. Mm-hmm. It's 2021, and he made a 12-year extension. That's how good he was. That's how good he will be. Um, I I hope he lives up to it. I know he will live up to it. It's gonna be a lot of fun to watch him just mash, like I said. Um, definitely keeps eyes on the Rays now. You know, I mean, they never had that star. Never really. I mean, they trade away their stars, but now they got a guy who they're probably not going to trade away. And if they do, they're going to get so much value out of him. Um, mm-hmm. And definitely have that star shortstop now. Uh, it's going to be fun to watch. Speaking of the Rays, they also added Corey Kluber one year, $8 million, with the potential to be $13 million if he pitches and stays healthy for a full season. Thoughts on that? Um, interesting to the Rays how they do their deals. It's like, if you pitch for us, you get paid. Like, it's like, if they don't, but you, if you don't, we're not going to pay you as much as you should be worth. You know what I mean? They're like, if if you stay healthy, you get a lot more money. But if you don't, we're not hurt as much. Definitely just a raise style move right there. Probably going to turn into a scion candidate again because it's the raise. Um, so that'll be interesting to watch once again. I'm saying the word interesting a lot today. Um, but I'm, I'm, a, I'm a huge fan of that move. 
uh, people go to their rejuvenate their careers and get one year deals after that. And mm-hmm. Corey Kluber's been hurt recently. Hopefully, he stays healthy. He pitched no hitter this year, I believe, though. Yeah. Get for the Yankees against. I want to say it was the Rangers, right? Sorry, something. Mm-hmm. I said, did you hear my allergies? <laughs> Sorry, that's been. But yeah, so Rays at Corey Kluber. Two other big deals we haven't talked about. Uh, Byron Buxton to oh, the yes. Twins. Seven years, seven years, hundred million. Mm-hmm. Definitely, kind of like that. It's like that's like that Acuna contract, but um, uh, he's been playing for a lot longer and he's been hurt a lot. I don't think he's played a full season yet. Um, or... He has not played more than ninety games, I believe, more than once. Yeah, I saw so, Passon saying something about that. So I'm that's worrying. To find the tweet. But I mean, it's not that much money. The Twins, uh, he's the, he's their star. You know what I mean? Former number one overall, like number one prospect. He's their guy. If he sucks, then I mean, if he doesn't get on the field, then oh well, uh, it sucks for them. Here but, we go. Yeah. So, Joel Sherman of MLB Network had said. No, Buxton has has only been healthy enough to play more than ninety two games once, uh, and but at seven years, but seven years at a hundred million dollars is a good gamble by the Twins. He's just so talented, huge difference maker if he can just stay healthy. Exactly, yeah, a yeah. big if. Mm-hmm. Huge if, but um, but definitely just if he works out, he's gonna be that's gonna be the deal of the century. That's so cheap. Yeah. Um, and I like how we're talking how a hundred million dollars is so cheap. But, you know, <laughs> that's so, baseball. It's sports three nowadays. Um, Tigers signing shortstop Javi Baez oh, about yes, late, that's a big... late Monday night, early Tuesday morning. Six years, $140 million. I thought that was really interesting given they were connected to Correa, uh, um, which is just insane. Because, like, Correa, are you going to go get Correa now? Uh, that, we're talking, I think that's a good lead right here. Javi Baez gets his money, strikes out more than anyone in baseball, so I'm glad the Giants stayed away from him. But, um, yeah, interesting signing to kind of be like, okay, Correa, we got a guy over here that can play second if you want to come. I mean, we already committed money to what could be an all-star shortstop, and mm-hmm. I, I I don't know. I I would prefer Correa. I mean, that's, that signs to me. It's like, we're not going to get Correa. Here's Javi Baez. I don't know what you think about that. Personally, if I had to pick, I would pick neither. But so- why not? Correa is so good. And that has nothing to do with their athletic talent. Simply also the fact that I still don't like Correa from the whole Houston thing, which maybe, but yeah. Um, I mean, I mean, yeah, it, it sucks for him. He's still a great shortstop. <laughs> yeah, but lots of guys still on the board left. Um, I pulled up the CBS Sports free agency rankings last night and just wrote down kind of their list top to bottom who's left. Um, this was, again, as of last night, but Correa is still on the board. Chris Bryant still on the board. We were talking mm-hmm. about him a little bit earlier. A lot of rumors surrounding him. Um, both those guys, though, are going to wait out, uh, wait out the lockout. Um, as I think, like, like I was mentioning earlier, I think a lot of these veteran kind of older guys are going to do that. Yeah, um, yeah, I've, I'm interested to see, see what you think about Correa right here. If he doesn't go to the, <laughs> if he doesn't go to the Yankees, then um, um, I don't know what the Yankees do there. Uh, personally, I think the fans are gonna tear him to shreds if they don't get Correa. Um, they've been needing a shortstop. So then, if they don't go for Correa, do they then maybe go for Trevor Story. Uh, yeah, that's what I'm saying too. Um, if if Correa's they don't get Correa, then they have to get Story. Um, 
I I think I like Story in St. Louis still, but you don't really have a choice if you're not going to. And there's no way Story resides Colorado. There I don't is think no, he, no. Way. not just from a personal standpoint. It's like Why would that you team screws you over. Like, uh, I would not want to go back to. Uh, um, I would not want to go back to Colorado. I, for sure, I I would hate to. Uh, I would hate to do that um, personally, but I. I I love storing. I love both of these shortstops in New York. Hopefully they. I mean, and how the little brothers down the street, who they always thought of those guys that are smaller than us, are spending Yankee style money. Mm-hmm. They're spending Yankee style money on guys that the Yankees want. I texted my bu- I texted my buddy Ari. He's a Dodger fan. He actually was gonna co-host the show with me last week remotely, but uh, then that didn't end up working out um, due to Thanksgiving stuff. But and I was like. Wow, you guys are really getting outbid by the Mariners and the Rangers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Yankees are the same way. Yeah, Yankees the, haven't done it's even anything. Worse. It's even worse for them because at least the, the Dodgers top, yeah. resigned Taylor. And the, the Yankees have done have literally been off mm-hmm. just waiting. Yeah, and um, and it's worse than because the the team that shares your city's name doesn't doesn't um doesn't do anything. I mean they you that doesn't do anything. The Mets go and do everything. You know what I mean? And now you're just sitting there in the Bronx with n- nothing happening. Um, but interesting interesting segue here is that Freddie Freeman, not for sure a brave yet. Uh, Daughters of Yankees have been heavily connected to him, which I'm – oh, that scares me. I'm, I'm intrigued by that. That scares me so much, by the way. If he signs with the – oh, my God, if he signs with the Dodgers. Um, uh, that would be that would be so bad. But um, see, I would say ha- come to the Giants, but we got Brandon Belt for another year, so yeah, that's not um, happening. But yeah, I I interesting to see if he gets away from them after winning World Series. No way he leaves. I I just don't see him doing that to the city of Atlanta. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I just I have a hard time piecing that together. Yeah, I agree. After what had happened, now granted, mm-hmm. the let's say they don't win the World Series. Okay, I could see that as a possibility now. But you win the World Series, you bring the team their first title since. The 90s, I forget what the exact year was, yeah, but 95. Yeah, uh, yeah, since 95. And then you just you leave? spend no 12 way. years there working for that, and then you're just gonna leave. Mm-hmm. I don't think so, but um, I mean, I, th- think of it this way: it would be, can't say it's a direct comparison, but it's similar, not 100 percent, to Kevin Durant when he uh, left. O- although not really. Although okay, at least KD didn't KD win wasn't a title drafted first. By the Warriors. But okay, never mind. Terrible comparison. Um, Next, <laughs> but I I say we get into the CBA. Uh, kind of digging into what what we're thinking about here. Before uh, we do that, like we said, stories still on the board. Castellanos on the board. Japanese player that the Giants also really like. Seiya Suzuki. Uh, Kershaw still on the board. Kenley Jansen. Rizzo. Conforto. Schwarber, Nelson Cruz, who seems to be drawing some interest from NL teams, uh, as there is a belief that the Universal DH is going to be coming, um, according to John Heyman. Granted, it's John Heyman, so sometimes you got to take that with a little bit of grain of salt. Mm-hmm. But uh, John Heyman is pretty accurate. He's actually gotten better. It's not bo- the one that is a red no, flag to me Bob is Bob Nightingale. Yeah, but um, John Heyman's been pretty solid. I like John Heyman. I just followed him on Twitter for the first time. Uh, Rodon, Granky are still on the board. Seager, Soler, Rosario. The two, the NLCS and World Series MVP. Yep, Tommy Pham, Joe Kelly, and Jock Peterson also on the board, among others. And all signing three months from now. Yeah. 
So that's unfortunate where we just had the best period of free agency in MLB history, and now we have to stop. Yeah, makes no sense to me. MLB just shoots itself in the foot over and over again. But I am, you know, I'm glad to see that this has been exciting. This Mm -hmm. is, we all said last year, actually no, two years ago, going into the 1920 offseason when it was Cole, Strasburg, Rendon all signing big contracts. We all said that was one of the most exciting free agencies we've seen in a long time. I'm going to say this tops. Yeah, I I agree. But it's unfortunate it has to come to an end right now. And you kind of want to talk about what, the CBA has been arguing. Um, if it is the draft, I, to me, it's just been like, uh, what's been really interesting to me is obviously money. You know what I mean? You have money is the huge one. It always mm-hmm. is. Uh, you have players wanting earlier arbitration and an earlier free agency because and like unable to manipulate service time. They want that. Um, and the owners don't. So we're going to lock out. <laughs> you know mm-hmm. what I mean? It's just I hate that this is what it comes to. But, yeah, just to review for you guys who don't really understand what the lockout is, because I honestly have no clue what the lock. I, I, I have a clue, but I didn't before before I did some research into it. Um, work stoppage, completely work stoppage. Nothing can happen. No players and teams can talk to each other. Uh, this, interv- this affects uh, how they can get their health stuff, like I said earlier. Um, and if it gets to spring training and the MLB regular season, those will be pushed back. Uh, we could have an actual work stoppage if uh, we miss games, which is basically February, last week of February. Mid-February. When, well, when, uh, mid-February is when team, pitchers and catchers start reporting, then the then the yeah. position players will so that's follow. What, that's when we'll start seeing the effects. So two months, uh, two and a half months-ish uh, of straight lockout, nothing, if they go all the way to spring training, which I hope they don't. Um, but what this is about is that owners kind of want like I heard pay floor is also in there, a paying floor, a paying ceiling, a salary cap, salary floor That's been, kind of that's thing. been in it for a while. Um, the, yeah. the MLB has also made proposals that eliminate the qualifying offer system that we really didn't get a chance to talk about much this year, just among all the other stuff, but that's okay. Uh, we I, ta- I mentioned the draft lottery. The universal DH is m- m- almost certain to be a thing. Um, we can go on that debate a little bit later in the off season. Minimum player salary increase, um, the um, competitive balance threshold as well. Um, but I'm even but, reading that players can't even get drug tested. <laughs> oh wow! It's like that—that's how much of a lockout there is uh, right now. Um, and I mean, get your steroids in, people. <laughs> so this is baseball's for for those of you who are unaware. This is baseball's first work stoppage since 1994 to 95. Um, the difference, though, is that this is an off-season lockout. Back 30 years, almost 30 years ago, it was during the season. Um, so spring training is the real deadline from the players' point of view. But also, I think from the owners' point of view too, it's important to remember that look, they cannot afford from the owners, to lose another season or even partial season to baseball. They already lost a full season. They all, Actually, let me phrase that. They lost a great chunk of the season in 2020 with no fans, which meant everything else revenue-wise was down. Concessions, merchandise, obviously tickets, fewer games, advertising, all yeah. that. Yeah. Down. I mean, I'm reading here. And that then the, even, the, yeah. even just partial fans in 2020. 21. So, mm-hmm. from an owner's perspective, that's that's costly. Yeah, I'm reading here that the biggest the biggest barrier to um this thing ending is the uh, service time manipulation. 
uh, kind of here is that the players, the yo- especially the younger players, where these like Vlad Guerrero got service time manipulation, Wanda Franco got it this year, Fernando Tatis got it, Bryce Harper got it, Mac Tr- Mike Trout got it. Always Joey best- Bart even got it last yeah. year. Uh, that, that, that's but weird. That's that a weird situation. Much, but but um, these players who are totally MLB ready. Juan Franco should have won the Rookie of the Year if he played 30 more games. You know, Fernando mm-hmm. Tatis made an instant impact. Harper made an instant impact. Uh, all these guys who make instant impacts are having to wait a full, or they're holding them back just so they can keep them a whole full year. The, Chris Bryant is a f- first-time free agent this year. Mm-hmm. Isn't that crazy? Because wow. they manipulated his service time, and so they got and a whole seven years. The Cubs did, and he is close to 30 by yeah. now. Players who are getting close to 30 should not be hitting their first free agent. Yeah, he'll be 30 in January. Right. He's hitting his first free agency because the Cubs manipulated his service time, even though he won Rookie of the Year in the end and won MVP of the Year after that. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? It's just that's what the players are fighting for, and the owners are fighting for that not to happen, in in a sense. You know what I mean? Manfred has also done a terrible job with this because, let's be real, over the last month since the World Series ended— we have heard very little about CBA negotiation. That's they have the, the mean, two yeah. sides are not talking. Now, yeah. granted, should that be a surprise to anybody after the discussions and negotiations to restart in 2020? No, that's, this should not be a surprise, and it's not. But it's sad that also Rob Manfred, you're the guy that's supposed to be preventing this from happening and helping to play, play the median guy, and you're not doing that. Yeah, I mean, it's not that they're not doing it. It's just like... The owners don't want to have anything change. Their pockets are getting bigger. You know what I mean? That's what I'm reading here is that the owners, meantime, according to CBS, MLB, the owners, meantime, will likely be looking to maintain the status quo since the expiring CBA largely worked out to their benefit. And yes, it's fighting over money, which, to be fair, is a very good reason to fight. But the owners don't want to change. Yeah, that's how it's always been. That's how it always will be. Colin Um, McHugh was saying something interesting today, and they were talking about this on MLB Tonight, was that, Whatever happens, it's gonna be, it's gonna be a slow change. That's how it's been for the last 15, 20 years. Um, but they were also talking about on MLB Tonight how the way you get out of this usually and historically with every CBA is that the end agreement is not is likely not gonna be one both sides are happy with. It's gonna be one, but it's gonna be what's best for the sport. Mm-hmm. Theoretically, that is. Um, But it's also important to note that negotiations like this need to go both ways. Having one side sending all these proposals does not do any good because then you're just arguing with yourself. Yeah. It's basically the other point they were trying to make on earlier today as well. So, Mm -hmm. And I'm seeing here that expanded playoffs are a big big one here. I was just about to mention that. So there's been kind there's the 14-team format that's been talked about. And then there's also an interesting 12-team format. Now, I've said in the past that I'm okay with expanding to 12 teams. I don't love it, but I can live with it. Mm-hmm. However, this 12-team format that they're trying to talk about is including a realignment of the divisions. I don't think that's what it is. I don't think no, it's— a, No, I, it is. It's I, six teams from each league, but then you'd also realign the divisions into two divisions, one of eight teams, one of seven teams. No, that, oh, I don't that, like that. if you want, I thought what teams, they meant by realignment was in the playoffs they realign. That's what no, I thought. No, you realign. The way I understood it is you're realigning the divisions. Period, 
that's how I understand. Oh, I don't like that at all. But if I, I don't if, like if, it. if they're saying I saw something that's why would you want re- unbalanced division? If you want to realign, bring in two expansion teams, make it thirty-two. That's a lot of work, but um, for them. But I mean, and then you can realign. Um, but for me, if my ideal playoffs, I heard this earlier, it's kind of kind of blew my mind, and I liked it a lot. Is that after the wild card, the number one seed? It's like it's like dodgeball. You pick the team you want to play. True. And that that to me is awesome because one, it's it, it shows the team that got picked. Oh, you you want this? You want the smoke? You know what I mean? Stuff like True. that. They, it creates that storyline of the team that got picked. You know uh-huh. what I mean? You're the last. You're basically the last kid picked in dodgeball, and and you want to go prove to everyone that you're the best, that you can beat this team. You know what I mean? I I love that person. That that's a great idea to me, and it avoids the problem of a 107 team playing a 106 win team in the first round. That it it avoids True. that problem immediately. Um, I I love that personally. And then if imagine if the Yankees, the number one seed, and they get they they're like, I want we want the Red Sox, and then they lose. It's just that that's that's such good storyline baseball stuff. I I love that. Um, and then it, the second seed picks the next. Although the first seed just picks the team they want to play. And then second Damn. seed, and then yeah. you get lucky the, to draw. But then you just have two and three. Um, I'd be interested to see that. I I I would love to see that. I mean, that would be so much fun. Ugh, yeah, that'd be great. So, a lot more to get into. We can spend. You know, we're gonna spend the next couple months breaking all these down, kind of talking about these different proposals. We'll have some other discussions as well. We'll have a Hall of Fame discussion coming up at some point. Over the next month and a half as well, we're working on planning that. But thank you all so much for tuning in. It was, uh, it was a lot. Yeah. And there's certainly a lot more deals that we haven't gotten to. I'm literally just getting a tweet from Ken Rosenthal that Jordan Lyles, free agent right-hander, agreed with the Orioles on a one-year, $7 million contract. A lot of smaller deals like that that we didn't get to as well. Um, but with that, we are just about out of time for tonight. So thank you all so much for tuning in. Hope you'll be back to join us next week. Um, It will be our final in-studio show for the semester. Um, And what happens, and we will be back next week for more. So have a great week, everybody. Good luck on finals, Mm -hmm. and we'll see you next week. Have a good night, everybody. For Anthony Remedios and Sammy Newt signing off, have a great evening.